Hi, you guys. It's Nilu. Welcome back to Order and Chaos. I'm finally recording again. I am doing a solo episode. It's been a minute. I feel like I was just in this deep funk and I could not get myself to record a solo episode. Having guests was fine, but then when it came to just doing it myself, I don't, I was just, I don't know. My inner monologue and voice was just becoming so negative. Every time I tried to record, I just was like, no, this isn't good. I can't do it. So I just needed to realign myself, figure out what was going on, and I feel like I am at this point in my life where I've been on this healing journey for a little bit now, and I'm slowly starting to make some big realizations about myself, but at the same time, I still have a lot of work to do, but I'm very self-aware of the things that I need to work on and the habits that I need to change, so it's just been kind of eye-opening and a little bit emotional. So, I don't know, I've just been dealing with a lot of personal stuff and it's been this storm of chaos that I could not get myself to record. But here we are, we're back. I appreciate you guys for being here and if you haven't yet, please go subscribe, follow the podcast, leave a review, a positive one. It means a lot to me. That being said, all of what I was kind of dealing with inspired this episode and it's really just about this constant struggle that I've been having about hating and loving myself and what it really looks like to truly love yourself and have self-acceptance and what that means and also just why and where are these negative thoughts even coming from like what is causing them to even exist I think I was just struggling with a lot of my worthiness and this idea that I can't love myself and no one else is going to love me until I'm fully healed or I become this perfect version of myself all these things that are just not realistic or true and I think that also came down to the podcast where I was like I can't record unless everything's perfect blah 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 so yeah this episode is just gonna be a deeper dive on why we have a negative internal voice where it comes from and how to actually find and practice self-love because they always say you have to love yourself first but like what does that even really mean so it's just been something that I've been exploring a quick little life update i finally went back to chicago for the first time in like probably a year or so and i'm not kidding you it was so healing for me i was just in such a good mood i had no anxiety i was waking up so happy it was just so much fun i went to Lollapalooza for the first time ever which is crazy i was a summer camp girl so i was never really around in the summer when i lived there and i went to college and i stayed there for a while but anyways i went to Lollapalooza. And I like, I don't go out a ton in LA. Like, I'll do it every now and then. And I'm not like the biggest drinker. I don't really love the taste of alcohol. I don't really like losing control in that sense when it comes to drinking. And if I do go out, I'm usually just like microdosing chocolate mushrooms. And I'll just have like a drink that I hold and sip throughout the night as like a social drink. But let me tell you guys, Chicago, I was letting loose. I was having the best time ever. I had no anxiety, no anxiety. I was staying out till 5 a.m. It was just the best. I was literally, truly so happy there. I was like, oh my God, do I need to move back to Chicago? And not because like I want to do that every weekend, but it just, I don't know. There's something about the city that I love. And I don't know, maybe it's just because I hate driving in LA and I have so much anxiety around driving and not driving for a week was just so nice being able to like bop around the city and it was just so fun and the people are so different. It was just such a different energy. I don't really know how to explain it, but I just, I love Chicago so much. It feels like home to me. So I think that's also part of it. Just like it's so comforting. So maybe I need to 
maybe I need to go back to Chicago and like plus I was just like listening to live music I saw Billie Eilish Lana Del Rey Red Hot Chili Peppers like it was just therapeutic and healing in itself and I was with genuinely good people and I was just having so much fun it was like the best time and I also just realized it's so important to have balance like yeah you can be having a super healthy healing journey whatever and be in that health and wellness space but it's also okay to become a feral little rat every now and then and have fun like you can do both and find a nice little balance and so I think just like having that weekend of fun was just something I really needed I was like I just can't believe that was my first time at Lollapalooza I want to go back every single year it was way better than Coachella in my opinion I had I don't know Chicago is just so special to me so anyways I was in the car with some friends the other day and one of the guys was like I haven't cried since I was like eight and I was like what like I was so shocked I was like how have you just not cried since you were eight years old you don't just like sit in your room alone and cry and he was like absolutely not my girlfriend was in the car with me too and she's like yeah I mean I don't really do that either that much like I'm a pretty happy person and I was like oh okay I get it some people are just born happy with happy brains and then others like myself are born naturally sad and have trauma and a weird chemical imbalance that causes us to be a little cuckoo okay so that was a fun little moment where I was like oh okay I realize that I'm not the norm here so I just want to know how often do people cry I cry very often but I usually only like crying alone specifically in my car I love to cry in my car it's like my favorite place to cry I don't mind crying though I like it it's like a nice emotional release and I need it like if you need to cry you should just cry okay I'm adding a really quick editing note into this I realized that I realized that there's actually only one week a month that I get very emotional and I cry and it's always during my luteal phase which if you listen to the last episode with Paige about cycle syncing luteal phase is right before your menstrual period and it's when usually you have PMS symptoms I get really bad PMS symptoms when it comes to being emotional and crying so now it kind of makes sense why I have those moments where I cry a lot and it's usually always around my luteal phase and then once I enter my follicular and my ovulatory phases I'm usually good but then once that week comes around it's a mess again anyways let's continue on with the episode but then that also made me realize like i've obviously gone through things that most people probably won't go through in their lifetime aside from the bus accident even just personal things that i've gone through that i've never spoken about because it involves other people and i just it's not my place to like talk fully about it i have to give myself more grace and compassion when i am like why is everyone else around me normal and happy and live in peace and I live in this like fight or flight mode and my nervous system is always out of whack I have a hard time regulating emotions like what's going on with me and then I'm like you have gone through so much and you have to put in so much extra work to have a happy baseline whereas other people don't have to do that so if you have gone through shit or you are just can relate to anything that I am talking about or feeling it might not be the norm but it's also normal to have those feelings there are a lot of people who do feel that way don't let it make you feel isolated or that something's wrong with you because in that moment in the car is like (laughs) i think something's wrong with me because no one else in this car can relate to that but no there's definitely a lot of us little sad girls out there naturally sad girls and it's okay but anyways give yourself grace and it's okay to feel the way you feel i'm gonna go take a quick little water break and then we're gonna get into the episode brb (laughs) 
Okay, I feel like I have a inner voice that can sometimes get overly critical on myself and I wanted to just kind of figure out where is this negative self-talk coming from so that when once I understood like, okay, this is what causes that negative self-talk and then it made me realize a lot of this isn't true and it's helped me let those thoughts come and go without affecting me so deeply so that I can continue on this path of self-love and acceptance. So we'll kind of go through those things that I've learned because I just, I spend a lot of time in my head. I have a million thoughts happening all the time. I'm an overthinker. So just doing a deeper dive on that has helped me with being like, all right, none of those things are true. This is coming from a trauma response and it doesn't need to continue on with you and they don't need to live in your head. Like, let's let go of them. Okay, so negative self-talk, where does it come from? let's talk about it there's a few internal and external factors that cause it the main ones that they talk about are childhood experiences just early interactions that you've had throughout your childhood can shape your self-perception the next one parental and authority figures negative self-talk can be influenced by the attitudes and comments of parents caregivers and authority figures if these people were overly critical or demanding, it can leave a lasting impact on an individual's self-esteem. Next, social comparisons. Comparing yourself to others, feeling like you're less than, can also lead to negative self-talk. Obviously, with social media and just societal pressures, it can be a lot harder to measure up to certain unrealistic standards that have been created within society when it comes to success and beauty so i feel like the social comparison thing is a hard one for sure past traumas or abuse if you've experienced any of those it can be a reason that you have internalized negative messages about yourself perfectionism just anyone who is constantly striving for perfection or fearing failure again leads to being more self-critical and also just harsher when sometimes you might not be able to meet these unrealistic expectations that you're trying to create for yourself, which then leads to more negative self-talk. Another one I saw on the list about where negative self-talk comes from, the reinforcement of negative beliefs. So if you're constantly telling yourself and thinking negative things about yourself and reinforcing these beliefs, they become more engraved into your brain over time and you start to believe that they're true. That's why I really, as cheesy and corny as it is to do mirror work where you're talking to yourself in the mirror and positive affirmations, all that stuff, I really do think it helps because when you're reinforcing those positive beliefs, then you can also start to believe that those are true. We'll get into that later, but if you constantly are telling yourself negative things, you're starting to believe in those things. And then lack of self-compassion. If you're unforgiving towards yourself, then a lot of times that will lead to more negative self-talk. So being able to forgive yourself, being able to give yourself grace and have that compassion. One thing I read that I thought was a good reminder is that negative self-talk is not a fixed trait. It's a learned behavior. So it can be changed with awareness and effort. Through self-awareness, self-compassion, and just challenging negative thoughts as they come, you can gradually shift your internal dialogue towards one that's a little bit more positive and nurturing. So there's hope for us, you guys. So now that we know where some of this negativity can stem from, let's talk about self-love and what that truly means because it's something that is constantly talked about. I feel like on social media, it's kind of a buzzword, but I think true self-love is unconditional acceptance of ourselves 
and being able to acknowledge our worth and strengths and weaknesses and treating ourselves with compassion and kindness. You often hear the phrase, love yourself first, but like, what does that really mean? And how do you even, how do you even get there? You know, it's like, I know I need to love myself. I know that I need to do that, but like, how do I get there? I really do think self-love impacts so many different aspects of our lives, whether it's relationships with others or just our overall sense of happiness and fulfillment. Being able to truly find what that is for you will just bring so much more peace and hopefully calm down that negative voice that can kind of creep into your head. Whenever I think about self-love, I really do think of it as self-acceptance and learning how to accept yourself the way you are, flaws and all, seeing your good stuff, your bad stuff, all of it, and accepting it and loving it. And it doesn't mean that you become complacent and you don't try and strive for a better version or you don't continue to work on yourself you do all that but you have to embrace the evolution i saw this tiktok that made me be like oh okay this makes sense to me and it was talking about how the evolution is realizing that you're perfect where you are now and letting go of this idea that there's this better future version of yourself and learning to love yourself as you are right now in this moment and not being so hard on yourself for not being this or that or whatever you think that you should be there's a lot of things that I know I need to be better about. There's habits that I'm working on changing and breaking that I'm very self-aware on what I do and why I do it, but it's hard to kind of break and change those habits and it takes a lot of work and that's not going to happen overnight. But to say I can't love myself until I break away from all those things that I've been working on isn't helpful either. So again, it's having self-acceptance for yourself as you are fucked up flaws and all but also don't become complacent continue to want to better yourself because you love yourself and care so much about yourself that you want to continue to see yourself become the best version of yourself like that self-discovery journey of getting to that point is also beautiful and you have to embrace that even though at times it feels hard and it's not easy like you just have to realize that this is part of your story and it's hard but it's beautiful so you have to give yourself grace along that journey otherwise you're just going to be way too hard on yourself like continue to want to be the best version of yourself yes but still love yourself where you are right now okay so i made a list of ways that they say can help you with self-doubt with negative self-talk limiting beliefs any of that stuff that you are going through this is like what they say we got to do so that we can overcome those barriers to self-love. First, you have to practice self-compassion. Treat yourself with the same kindness and understanding you would to a close friend. Be gentle with yourself, especially when you're going through challenging times. I know for myself that I am so hard on myself. Like, I get dark and down on myself. And it's like, I would never say those things to my friend who was struggling or going through something really hard. So give yourself that same compassion that you would a friend that you love. Okay, the next one, challenging negative thoughts and really asking yourself, is this really true? When you're like, okay, no, this actually isn't true. I'm just playing it into my head a little bit more than I need to. Then you need to replace it with something that's more realistic and positive so you can change that narrative into one that is coming from a place of love rather than hate. Okay, next one is setting boundaries and this is one that I struggle with because I try to set boundaries and then I break my boundaries all the time I self-sabotage all the time it is this one is a struggle for me 
I need to learn to say no to more things that just drain me emotionally and mentally and start to prioritize myself and my self-care. At times, I can be very selfish and really good about putting myself first, but there are times where I will, I will get a little wrapped up in situations and I will put other people first and I just, I don't know. It's a hard one for me, but it's one that I think I really need to work on in order to really break a lot of the habits that I'm trying to work on. Okay, the next one, limiting social media exposure. So just reducing the time you spend on social media, scrolling on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. There is so much unhealthy comparison that we do when we are scrolling on the app. It is so easy to compare yourself because you're seeing what all these people are doing and you're seeing their highlight reel, their best version of themselves, possibly their edited version. So I just personally, I try to, I don't really scroll a lot. If I'm posting, I post what I need to post, do what I need to do for work, and that's it. Obviously, working in social media, being a social media manager, whatever, if you work in that industry, it's a little bit harder because you have to be on the apps and like you have to know what's going on. You have to know what trends are happening, so you have to be scrolling. But if there's ways, and I there's times where I'm like, I want to be done working in social media because I just, I want to get off. I don't want to be on it anymore. I don't like it obviously there's times where it's fun and I do enjoy it and I like the creative aspect of it and I like making certain things. I think if you don't need to be on the app, just limit it to what you want to see, filter things out, mute people, unfollow people. My worst thing is like if I have a crush, oh my god, I am just overanalyzing every single thing that like I can't follow my crushes on social media because I just get so in my head and then the negative self-talk gets gets in there. So less social media okay next we've got daily affirmations so i mean this is just one that is so talked about but practicing positive affirmations and reinforcing self-beliefs and challenging any negative self-talk that comes into your head i know it's cheesy i know it's corny whatever but like looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself things that you love about yourself one thing i think is helpful if there's a body part that you don't like about yourself think about it in what it's able to do find ways to compliment or love the things that you're insecure about. So what I mean by that is, for example, if you are looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I hate my legs, I hate my arms, whatever body part it is, stop thinking about what it physically looks like and tell yourself what you love about them that they're able to do. So if it's your legs, for example, I love that they're able to allow me to walk. Like that is truly such a blessing to be in an abled body and we take it for granted sometimes and when you start to actually appreciate your body for its functions and how it gets you through each and every day things that not everyone has so that just has helped me kind of come to terms with parts of my body that I don't love like you got to be grateful for what you have because there's people who would kill to have your legs your stomach your arms whatever it is and when you start to learn to actually be grateful for those things you're like, it's not as bad as I think and I need to actually be nicer to myself. I felt like when I was younger, I had this pressure to want to really assimilate to the people around me in the community that I grew up in was very white. And so I didn't look like a lot of my classmates. And so finding, as I've gotten older, I've learned to love those things that have made me unique. And I've realized that I really do love those things that had that I had once hated about myself. Being brown or having tanner skin and my dark hair, things like that. I've learned to love those things now, but for a while, like I was like, oh my God, why can't I just look like everyone else? Because I had felt this pressure to want to fit in. Now I think it's a lot cooler to stand out and be unique, but at the time I really was like struggling with that. All right, going off of being grateful, I think having a gratitude practice is also really important. 
whether it's just saying it out loud or telling it to yourself, writing it down, journaling, just being able to find things that you're grateful for each day and practicing gratitude will help you shift your mind to be in a more positive, optimistic outlook. It helps you think about the things that you may be upset about or things that you feel like aren't going your way, but then looking at the things that you should be happy about or excited about or grateful for will help you shift your focus to be a little bit more positive. Okay, the next one that has been super helpful for me when it comes to even just self-confidence is finding activities or hobbies that you like. I'm big on adult hobbies. For me, it's been ice skating. This has been something that was a little bit more inner child healing work originally, but I used to skate when I was really little and as I got older, I kind of stopped, whatever. And now that I'm older, I thought it would be fun to take adult lessons and honestly, it's been the best thing ever. I know some people who like to do horseback riding or maybe it's art, sewing, whatever it is. I think just finding a hobby that you genuinely love to do and brings you joy can help give you a sense of just overall accomplishment and help with your self-confidence. All right, moving on. Next, surrounding yourself with positive influences and making sure you're spending time with people who are supportive or uplifting. Just making sure that it's people that value you. I think everyone gets to a point where they've realized that they might be around people that might be a little bit more negative or toxic and eventually you just have to cut them out. It's not always easy to do, but I think, again, it comes down to setting boundaries and just putting yourself first and making sure that you're making choices that are beneficial for your life rather than trying not to hurt someone's feeling when they might be bringing you down. I think the people you spend a lot of time with and what their mindsets are and what their values are are super important because it will rub off on you. You are who you surround yourself with. So it's really important to be aware of the people you keep in your close circle. All right, next, we love a little self-care moment, self-care rituals. So having different routines, whether it's meditation, exercise, reading, whatever self-care looks like to you, maybe it's taking a bath and having facials or going for a walk outside. Just finding little things that you can do for yourself to practice self-care will help you have a more positive and peaceful mindset. Okay, the next one is embracing your uniqueness, which we kind of touched on already, but this was something that took me a really long time to understand and embrace because, again, of just the environment that I grew up in. And like I said, as I've gotten older, I've learned to celebrate those things and love those things that had once made me feel very different. But I guess as you get older, you also realize you don't really want to be like everyone else. It's cool to stand out and have things that make you you but that was something I had to learn especially as a first generation American I spent a lot of my early years just trying to be accepted by society and blending in and Americanizing myself so it was a little bit of a harder journey for me to learn to love those things about myself like I said my skin color my hair my features all those things and I wish that like younger me could have known how amazing those things were about her all right the next one is letting go of perfectionism the idea that something has to be perfect and just embracing the idea that making mistakes is a natural part of growing and learning and i think this also goes with not being so hard on yourself when things aren't perfect or don't go the way that you planned it's okay and being able to just let go and have grace for yourself will kind of help you again just be more at peace like at the end of the day 
nothing's really that serious and if you're able to just like let go of things and not let things bring you down you're just gonna have a much better time i think it's just about having fun and enjoying life and the messiness of it has been my way of looking at things when things don't go my way i'm like you know what oh well there's a reason and something better is coming and it's all gonna work out all right lastly one that i kind of struggle with but therapy or counseling and just getting professional help i think it's really important but for me it's been a little bit of a struggle it's good to have someone that you can talk about these things with and navigate it with especially when it's someone who's a professional and an expert and can understand you and help you understand your traumas i know it's not always the easiest to find a therapist and it's sometimes not affordable if you don't have health insurance it can be really challenging i think it's also just a daunting task if you're dealing with mental health issues or you're just going through something challenging it can just be this extra task that can be hard to figure out and navigate and if you don't have health insurance again it's just it's kind of an overwhelming experience finding a therapist or a doctor because sometimes you have to go to multiple until you find one that you like and it's just a process but i think if you're able to do it it's really important it's a great option to have i think it's also just good to remember that self-love is going to be an ongoing journey and it's okay to have setbacks and you just have to be really really patient with yourself and the process and compassionate while you're continuing to work on overcoming these things to have a healthier relationship with yourself and just a better self-image. I really do believe practicing these small steps every single day will help us get closer to a more loving and positive relationship with ourselves. So it's really good to just continue to do these little tips and tricks every single day and making them habits that you incorporate into your everyday life. Okay, so I also read this article and in it she talks about three things that make up self-compassion, which is something you need to have in order to be able to accept ourselves and again, eventually lead to having self-love. So the first one was just feeling kindness towards ourselves, not coming from a place of judgment or criticism or shame. The second one was common humanity and recognizing that we are part of a common humanity as everyone makes mistakes rather than viewing ourselves as isolated beings unworthy of love and belonging. And then the third one is mindfulness. So viewing mistakes mindfully by having perspective and not over-identifying with our feelings. So again, just being able to forgive yourself for past mistakes and really learning from them and being mindful of them with a positive perspective for growth and change and not letting yourself feel shameful for those things. Another TikTok I saw was this account. Her name is Jerica. She talks a lot about self-love. It's really good. But she had a video that was talking about things that she would never do after she learned the neuroscience behind self-love so i'm just going to go through a few of them the first one was never talking poorly about yourself so how you speak to yourself forms your identity and your identity creates your external reality and your brain doesn't know what's real or not so it doesn't know you don't mean what you're saying also i think it's a good reminder of those negative things that you're thinking about yourself no one else is thinking those things about you and they're just simply not true and if there is for some reason anyone who does say anything negatively about you or whatever that's not someone you want to be around or have in your life if they don't treat you well or value you you don't want them to be in your life anyways so that's not a good person to base your validation off of that being said the next thing that she talks about is never seeking validation and opinions of 
others, even if there's someone that's close to them. She goes on to say that relationships will come and go, but the only person you will be with forever in the presence of is yourself. So you have to know what you want and the things that you desire, and that's all that matters. So I just really liked her video. She also mentions another good thing to do to help with self-love, which is taking yourself on dates. I love that one. It just helps with self-confidence and learning to enjoy time with yourself. If you like hanging out with yourself and you genuinely like yourself, it's going to be a lot easier to eventually then love yourself. So I thought those were good. I think her account's really cute. I'll try and find her like full, her full handle. All right, you guys, that's all for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you guys have any questions, you can always DM me. My personal account is at Fadi, and the podcast account is at House of Order and Chaos. And again, if you can subscribe, leave a review, what else? Share, sharing it on your story, sharing it to friends. Whatever you can do means the world to me. But that's all. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye.